0: Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, Episode 14. I'm Michael John Simpson. My co-caster, Ash Jones, and I started this podcast to give voice to our passions. This week, our guest is casting director, actress, model, art show curator, and internet personality, Lenora Clare. Ash and I had a great time talking to Lenora about reality TV casting, queer media, Judy Tenuta, alternative art, Glenn Danzig. Growing up in Los Angeles, dating game shows, trans-positive media, people-watching, and bizarre professions and hobbies. Coming at you, it's episode 14 of the Something Something Experience. Okay. All right. We're off and running. Cool. Hi. Hi. It's been forever. Yeah, right? How are you doing? Uh, crazy. And yourself? Oh, same. Busy. (laughs) The podcast is going crazy. Our last episode is... Shot way past other listenership and everything, so. uh. Well, now
1: you're giving me some confidence. Now we got to like raise the bar, right? Yeah, I I (laughs) want to get that word out, and it'll
0: happen. I want to say
2: thank you to all the listeners, man. Oh yeah, we've only been at it for such a a little amount of time, but we already have over one point five. Yeah, uh, like uh, almost over fifteen hundred. More over
0: sixteen, almost sixteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. So thank you guys all over the world. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so what have you, you're, you're casting now, right? Yeah, yeah. For...
1: yeah my crazy life, um, since I saw you last, I was an entertainment journalist, my specialty was to do sort of like offbeat, uh, cult celebrity interviews, I interviewed like Julie Newmar, uh, Pee Wee Herman, people like that, and oh, then yeah. after that I got into art curation, I did the Golden Girls on Wild Show, which we did erotic depictions of the Golden Girls, that yeah, kind of yeah. Like, that blew up. I was like, I was telling, him, I was on TMZ, NPR. Like, it was the craziest thing. Like, one day I get a call from my friend. He's like, Why are you on TMZ? And <laughs> that, like, my like life literally exploded from there. And then, um, you know, a million other weird things. And now I now I cast uh, reality shows for a living. I'm really lucky. I work for the King of Reality TV Casting. This guy, DuRano fear he did like Jersey Shore all the big shows and he kind of brought me in to do kind of like subculture offbeat you know wacky stuff I cast shows like Taboo on Nat Geo, um, the last one that I just did is going to be huge it's gonna it's the working title is Trans America it's trans women for VH1
0: fantastic yeah it's great mm. it's Howard
1: Banks produced like it's a, it's mm. gonna be a big big okay. deal you know, yeah yeah
0: Cool. That's so, really yeah. cool.
2: Uh, yeah, I've watched every episode of Drag Race. That's, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Drag Race my, is my, a my big company, viewership. My,
1: yeah, my company did dra- Drag Race. Right. Was before I got into it, but yes, that's yeah. what it is. was. I have a crazy cool.
2: story I want to put out there. I um, I was in Burbank, and um, <laughs> I was shopping for, uh, uh, for music and stuff. I was at uh, Atomic Records, and uh, that's right on Magnolia. And I see this tall, bald man, and um, I'm like, this guy looks familiar. He was wearing like a like pinstripe suit and whatever. He turns around. It's RuPaul. Oh wow! So yeah. I go up to him. I'm Like at first, I was like a little, a little stuttery and whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, "Hey man, you're RuPaul," and he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Man, do you do you mind if I take a picture with you? I'm such a huge fan." And he kind of paused and he told me, uh, "Don't you see him shopping here?" <laughs> oh, and oh. Uh, yeah, he was such such a dick. But you know, to, to, to his defense, maybe he was having a bad day, or maybe yeah, know It's approached you never know. by a lot of people, but uh that was kind of heartbreaking. Because my mom, my mom actually exposed me to him when I was little. We used to watch his VH1 show. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. which is great. Yeah. I used to love that show. Yeah, was
1: yeah awesome. I was yeah. a
0: big fan. Of, uh, my my ex wife uh, was always a fan, and we we had a lot of we lived in Denver, and we had a lot of gay friends, a lot of LGBT friends, and and um we. uh we were always uh, seeing all the different um movies and shows there was a big there was a big documentary film that came out about the trans community in New york City and it was a big like trans festival and there was all these different acts and all these different people and Rupaul was i don't know if Rupaul was in through the whole thing or if it was the headliner or what but um but there were lots of uh, more famous, uh, back then, drag queens and, and trans people, and, and it was just so much fun. It was such a good yeah, movie. I it was, really was awesome. around the same year that the there was a movie, uh, an independent film called Jeffrey with Patrick Stewart and um, Stephen, who was the guy, Stephen Weber from Wings, oh, about right. where he played a, a gay man who was trying to wrestle who was completely paranoid about uh, the AIDS epidemic and so didn't want to get into relationships with people because he was worried about that whole thing and then he meets um I think it was it wasn't John Wesley Shipp it was somebody else who there was all these straight men playing gay men so you know not a lot of people were out back then this is like in the 90s but uh when and the, um when you and I first met um you were um I was hanging out with my friend Lisa, our friend Lisa, yeah. and um, she introduced me to you, and uh, we met out at a couple places, and then she, you were doing there was a there was a quote unquote gay. Cable network, and you were doing oh, a show yeah, on that, yeah. right?
1: Okay, so I always say I'm the one straight girl that penetrated queer media because <laughs> the magazine that I was at was a gay men's magazine. I was at the one straight girl there, which was great. And then I used to do um, a, a serious radio out here to give gay men dating advice. Oh, it really cool! Matter, oh, men, right, right. There. You had the you had the serious yeah. show. I and and forgot then, about yeah, that. Yeah, and then after that, then I started doing yeah. The first people know Logo now, but before Logo, there was actually another. Uh, the first gay network which was called Q which Q. I was on right which that was like the gay Enron that was like a whole crazy thing it was all these people invested all of this money and then the owner of it like so so it was kind of this crazy party and we didn't realize it at the time like there was so much money and fun and great guests like I'm on TV with Charo or whatever and then one day we go to the studios and there's just like they're just locked like Ooh, yeah, padlock yeah. Yeah. And the dude who started it just took the money and ran. It was oh my like god. Madness. But if if you can if anyone can find those episodes, there's so much incredible stuff because oh, yeah. it was just like they let us do whatever we wanted. It was great. It was great. Cra- it was great. Yeah, yeah. You were
0: you were hosting at least a segment on like yeah, an interview I was show. Right. Yeah. And then um that particular episode, one of my comic heroes, Judy Tenuta, was a yeah. guest. And yeah. I got to talk to her for a little bit. I saw her at a show. Um, there was a, an LGBT friendly comedy club kind of in the warehouse district in Denver called the Foxhole. (laughs) He, he, he. And, um, Judy Tenuta played there once and a friend of mine who was gay, we went after, we went after, um... Uh, she introduced me to this place and we went after work one night to go see this comedy show and Judy Tanuda did her whole thing she brought me up I, we sat right in the front row and she brought me up on stage and humiliated me oh, and stage. she you know did the whole joke where she puts a lipstick dot on my forehead and then goes there pig now you can get a discount at 7 you know uh, Judy was never yeah, very yeah. PC but yeah. um and then at the end of the show, she comes out and she pulls this paper, this plastic hotel bag out and she pulls out this swimsuit and tosses it over her head she goes, this is my real swimsuit, and throws it out. Oh, wow. And I caught it and I felt it. It was still a little damp and I could smell the chlorine oh, on it. No, no. It was crazy. But then after the show, she signed it for me and she signed it. I still have it. And she said... To to Michael a straight stud spawn in my swimsuit flipper. <laughs> <laughs> She's
1: so good. That's a great yeah. story, man. That was yeah, a lot of fun. That was she cool. was really nice of all the guests. She was one of the Oh her yeah. She, she was,
0: was one she want she wore her leopard print yeah, and stuff she was and really uh cool. Yeah. So um so you're doing a lot of casting now. Yeah um, between then and the few times I've seen you, you and I ran into each other at L O J at at Labyrinth of Jareth oh, yeah, a couple of times.
1: Right. I did a I did a pilot about it that um unfortunately didn't get picked up, but it was right, really cool. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, we were there the, the I think it was probably four years ago. That sounds about right. Um yeah. the the guy who runs Jarinth uh, saw uh, my wife and I at a club. We were there for a I think we were at Ruin one night and it was um steampunk night and we were dressed up all steampunk which is kind of same uh, time period as like victorian and all, and edwardian and all that and so he gave us free tickets to go to loj okay. and then we ran into you there yeah. and that was cool and then um also, since then, you kind of became also kind of like an internet celebrity, and like in the celebrity, yes. kind of in the art world and stuff too. And
1: yeah, you know, it's funny, I do really like, for people who weren't there at the time to understand. When I to, like, just talk about it, it sounds crazy, but but yeah, definitely when I did the Golden Girls show, and like I said, I was on TMZ, and from there, it just because when I have the idea for the show, everyone's like, "Oh, that's nice. Who's based Are you doing it?" And I'm like, "No, this thing is going to be huge." And the way it started with your listeners, maybe you can point them to the photo. But I have this beautiful nude oil portrait of B. Arthur by an artist named Chris Zimmerman that I Mm -hmm. bought for $100 on eBay that I just thought was fabulous. And I put it over my bed back in 2007 when I bought it and the guy I was dating at the time was so repulsed by it he's like I cannot do this here with you <laughs> like he was just like and I was saying to him well if you can't get down with me you can't get down with me and, like, you know, and I remember thinking like the whole purpose of art is it supposed to make you think and feel and so obviously I'm like I was working as a journalist at the time I had interviewed Julie Newmar who was like just had turned 75 back then and she was still sexy and fabulous and I'd tell people this and they were like horrified and then right at the time I read this article on senior sexuality about how seniors were getting. STDs at an alarming rate. Oh they, yeah, they come mm-hmm. from a generation that doesn't use condoms. They don't get pregnant, Mm-mm. and they're just getting busy and they're getting all kinds of stuff. So I was like telling people about this, and they were just so repulsed that old people were still doing it. And I'm like, I hope when I'm old, I'm still doing oh, it. Oh yeah, harder. yeah. You know, so I so I was like, okay, golden girls gone wild. I'm gonna do a whole show, and like, I somehow managed to get forty incredible artists to do my completely ridiculous idea of erotic depictions. Like we're talking like golden shower girls, whatever. It like got, <laughs> it went crazy. You know, I let them have total freedom. And I talked to World of Wonder, the people who do drag race and all those great shows. So they had um, their abandoned storefront at the bottom of the building. And I just said, please let me do this, you know, whatever. And I did it. It got on TMZ. And it just blew up. Like from there, like I said, I did TMZ. An hour later, NPR called me to do an interview. I was the, wait, wait, don't tell me. It was me. That was, I was the surprise. Um, I was a National Enquirer, the Globe, the LA Times, NBC News, CNN, the AOL, it's a message news crawl was me. Like, it was like, I was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So that really kind of like, you know, started my art career. I did another show, Mary Titmus, which Dan Savage, like, had a shit fit about. So I I got pressed for crazy like that because I had this idea that the Virgin Mary was alive today, Mm -hmm. that Joseph would walk out on her, she'd become a single mom and have to work at Hooters to support (laughs) baby Jesus. So I had this beautiful, like, reverent style depiction of the painting and whatever, that caused a shit storm. And um, after that, when Betty Page died, I worked with her estate. And I actually, I'll show you the art. I've never before seen Prince of Betty, and I had her shoes in oh, the show. Wow. And, and Olivia, the pinup artist, my good friend, she painted me. She painted a lot of, you know, Betty Page and stuff. So I did the Betty Page show and I did a whole bunch of art stuff. I had my own gallery for a minute, mm-hmm. but I had a business partner that I couldn't deal with. But yeah. I, I had it, and it did really well. Um, so that was one thing. And then the other weird thing was. Um, I had this friend, Marla Rutherford, who back in uh, 2009 was like, I'm shooting this ad campaign. We're shooting a thousand people. They're only picking seven. You're totally not going to get it. But just show up. I'll take your photo. You get 300 bucks. And I was like, whatever. So I did. I took a photo, left, got my money. Then I got a call from a friend in New York like two weeks later. He's like, Why are you on a billboard over my apartment? I'm like, what are you talking <coughs> about? Right, right. So, so sure enough, there's, there's this giant thing of my head. I, I was one of the faces of the USA Network. NBC Universal, uh, Vanity Fair, character project, which wow. I was on. Like I said, "Billboards at Times." Every single stop of the subway had a portrait of me right next to Iggy Pop. It was crazy. I put I was in Vanity Fair. I was like all over the place. Commercials on NBC, CNN, all the the huge network. And when you went to That's the a NBC, lot of exposure. no, right? It's you went weird. to the NBC Rockefeller Building. It was. I can show you if you look on my Facebook. It's crazy. The whole mm-hmm. there's it's a giant portrait of me. Yeah. it's nuts. And so it was, like, this weird thing where I was, like, I literally didn't know. I thought I was – I was told it was – whatever. So I've had, like, a bunch of these weird – I have even more. I won't bore you. But, yeah, it's been a crazy cuckoo – had, like, a lot of exposure. Still living – in the studio apartment. So it's not exactly, like – Right, 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 right. But, right. like, as far as, like – and then um, I was one of the LA Weekly people the year, a couple years ago. And then I got the inside cover on that. So I, it's kind of come to a place where, like, because of my hair and stuff, like, people – I'm a person who's like, where do I know you from? Like, oh, I get yeah, a lot yeah. Of that. But Whenever
0: I see full-on, you know, like, yeah. like, you know, mid-chest-length red hair, I think is it, that
1: Lenoir. Yeah, yeah. Oh no,
0: no, the tits aren't big enough. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's> right? <laughs> exactly. That's how people know. Right. But yeah, so that, that's, that's the long
0: answer. To yeah. That wow. Cool. That's right. great. It's
2: amazing how much talent there is. I mean, when you talk about the Golden Girls uh, Gone Wild show, yeah. it made me think of this uh, recent gal- uh, gallery show that I went to, where it was uh, Henry Rowland's and uh, Glenn Dan. Oh right, was that at Luz
1: de Jesus? Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it, it, uh, it was
2: titled like um, uh, Henry and Glenn, or Glenn and Henry. So right, all these the artists, yeah. yeah, all these artists made their own version of yeah, that, yeah. and and there's all these. You know, the, the entire gallery was uh, splattered with the uh, the artwork. Some crazy
1: stuff. It is well, you know, Glenn Danzig lived right up the street. He's right there on Franklin. His house is still there. You can totally tell. It's like the one creepy house on the block.
2: <laughs>
0: is it a very small house? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Glenn. No, right, no, no, sorry. no, 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 right. no. Sorry. No, but I used,
1: <laughs> I, used, I, used to see, I used to see all time. And actually, so next year I'm running for Los Feliz City Council, and one of the things that I want to want to wow. pitch, wow. I want to pitch hey, is um do? yeah, I want to pitch a <laughs> statue for Glenn Danzig because he's our to me our most fabulous resident. <laughs> um, but no, it's he's he's, he's all right. Run, he's around here. He still lives on the other side of Los Feliz, but mother. House, Mama. Right? Oh, well, do you know that Mama. that can I, right, I can use I can use dirty words, right? Of course, yeah. Like, do you know the motherfucking brick story? If huh. not, even, okay. So tell it. Okay, so the guy, <laughs> the guy that does shit, my dad says, like, yes. you know, famous Twitter. He, okay, so he apparently I guess lives in the hood too, and Danzig used to be out in front of his house, and his house is totally dilapidated. It's amazing; like, it looks like a Halloween house year round. Oh yeah, you should go visit it. I actually, well, I, I want to get in trouble, but I may have gotten drunk a couple times and <laughs> taken um <laughs> my dog's leash with a piece of gum and then lassoed it and. Read his fan mail. Oh, um, <laughs> that might be my like drunken oh, shenanigan. Like, you straight,
2: like, you straight up put your hand in his mailbox
1: And then I put, and then I put it back. I, I put it back. It wasn't stolen. I just maybe read it, and there was it was fabulous. Um, if you ever need something to do, it's right up the street. Like literally, right don't break
2: You're gonna have to um, show us after
1: the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty great. We'll have to get a picture. Of it Yeah, but anyways, that house is called the Motherfucking Bricks House because I guess he was caught outside on video, which you can see if you Google to Dan's like Motherfucking Bricks, like Motherfucking Bricks, like because has a cleanup, and it's the whole thing. It's like it's like our.
2: Local. <laughs> and and uh, Rollins also lives in L.A. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. They they may, their love could be real. You know, it uh, could,
2: be. It he's, could a, be. he's he's a great guy, actually. Um, you know, he responds to people's uh, email. Oh, well, we're awesome. uh, Henry
0: Rollins. We're he's one of the people we definitely uh, are on the on the uh, pie in the sky list for this. So so um so one thing that I don't I mean I've known a lot of those things about you've heard a lot of those stories and I've heard a lot of those things like that and and but I don't know a lot about you. Where oh. do you come from? Where Where did you grow up? Or I mean, uh, if you're um, comfortable talking yeah, about yeah, that, yeah, of yeah. Tell me, I got
1: no secrets. Um, the glamorous San Fernando Valley. I was technically born in New York, but six months old came to Studio oh, yeah, City okay, where okay. I grew up. Okay. My father was a very eccentric urologist who later became a psychiatrist. Uh, that's why I have that, that amazing dick over there. It's called Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an, for our listeners, it's an anatomical teaching model of a penis that was on my kitchen table growing up. Oh, yeah,
0: and uh, you had have, you have it at the old place. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: and um, and when he passed away, I got it. And Anyway, I took that to kindergarten, show and tell, because I didn't know. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I always <laughs> say my father was a urologist and psychiatrist, which is why my childhood was nuts. Wow, well, well, talk but, about, <laughs> about masters of sex.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walk into kindergarten, this is my No, no, totally. Well,
1: the first thing I ever read, my dad used to love telling the story. I started reading it too, which is like pretty precocious, right? But the funny part was, it was actually a cartoon pamphlet in my dad's office called "Herpes the Love Bug" that I like picked up. And he's like, You can read and I was like, Herpes And that's how he's like, All right, my kid can <laughs> read. That's, that's great. So your dad was a
2: very uh, liberal kind of Oh yeah. yeah, my
1: yeah. dad did like he performed sex changes in the seventies. He opened clinics for prostitutes because nobody would take care of them and fantastic. Like that. Yeah, so my that's that's wow. this this doesn't just happen, you know. It's we like don't make a difference kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That cool. yeah, that's that's
2: cool. sounds that's like, cool. like that sounds like a movie.
1: Yeah, my really dad he ready. also I'll show you some series. This is cool too. This was a... Uh, my dad's badge, he was a police surgeon as well, oh, which I do not even what? realize he could do. Yeah. Tell was, us about that profession. Okay. Yeah, well, okay, so he was a doctor, as I told you, and he went through the police academy and would go on ride alongs. Uh-huh. And, like, in case, like, some shit went down, he could, like, help the cops. And then he also did a lot of forensic stuff because he's, like, he, you know, he wanted to be, He's wanted to be, do good for everybody, you a doctor, is like, a cop, whatever. So, real, he was, yeah. So, yeah, so they're very rare. There's very few police surgeons. So,
2: that, like, the civilian equivalent of, like, the, uh, the war uh, medic or something like that. Sure, right, sure, exactly, yeah.
1: exactly, yeah, but he would just, like, he went through the police academy, the whole thing, which is funny, because my dad was just, like, a, a goofy dude from Brooklyn, you know, he was, like, wow. really, but he was, like, all about it, so that was, that was my dad, <laughs> and I had a real weird childhood, you know, I grew up super goth, and hanging out with cholas in the valley, nice. <laughs> you know, ditching school like everybody else, and graduated when I was 15, and then... I, mean, I don't know I, I know as deep as you. Know, I don't want to bore you, so, so, no, no,
0: you're not boring at all. This is fascinating. So, um, I mean, and this is part of what we do, is yeah. get to know people. So, what... Um, so you graduated at 15. You yeah. Were you, like, way advanced yeah, in stuff? Yeah, yeah. I was
1: in a highly gifted magnet, so I was oh, to... magnet yeah, school. Yeah, and I skipped yeah, a grade. Which magnet? Um, I Hollywood High School. I went to Walter Reed was the junior high Oh, that I went yeah, to. that's,
0: like, the pre-med science magnet Yeah,
1: the, the, the right. magnet. So I did all that, and then um, I just wanted out really quick. So yeah. I was, like, if I got out, and then... Because I was underage and had a diploma, I was really valuable, like, as on-camera talent. Because oh. they could they could work the shit out of me on all those crappy TV shows. Right, they didn't I'd have looked, to school you. Right, they could, exactly. They could work you all day long. Yeah, right, right, right. exactly. So I moved out at 16. I was like, I got money. And, like, I that's, so I just did all that kind so of stuff. So what kind of
0: early gigs did you get for acting? So
1: many. Like, all those, like, crappy, like, say by the Bell, the new class or whatever. Like, oh, I'm in the background. I'm, like, the goth chick and, like, so many shitty... Like '90s TV shows. Wow, and I then, didn't know that. Yeah, and then I did a ton of music videos because you used to get a couple hundred bucks in cash oh, envelopes. So if you look, if yeah. you, I'm in Marilyn Manson videos and George Michael videos and so wow. many videos back in the day. So you know, that. I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna now like, uh, you know. My OCD is going to act out and just I'm going to try to find you. Like, where's Waldo? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> know the, you. Where's Lenora? Yeah, the, 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 that's the, the website. The fu- that's actually, the, website. Yeah, the, the
1: funniest one, if you want to see me like pissed off, it, the Marilyn Manson video for Tainted Love. Oh, yeah? And, like, either it's, like the break, really? There's like the breakdancers and I'm sitting right behind with my arms crossed. Like, He's whatever. like riding on the page. I'm what? Board. I remember! Yeah. It's it's the, just, I just it, got the fucking yeah. music my head. <laughs> you see the, the, pissed off, the pissed off goth girl and the breakdancers, that's me. Yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot of those. And I, I did trauma movies back then. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you watch, like Citizen Toxie in the bonus footage because I was like 18 so I wasn't in the film I was in the bonus stuff. So it was lots of weird random. That's amazing.
2: You know this brings up an interesting point you know where you know a lot of people that want to be in the the quote unquote business uh, they forget that you know it's not just you know, being a writer director or like you know Brad Pitt or something like that. I keep dropping his name in every show. Yeah. I don't know why. Yep, yep. we
0: but keep mentioning the Gallery de Les Le, 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 Yeah, they're so. yeah. I mean, all the way. I mean, like this is like you're like the fourth guest has mentioned that Gallery. Oh, now, oh yeah, so, well yeah, if yeah, you want, cool.
1: I'm friends with all the curators. I should put you in touch. You should have them on. My friend, oh yeah, dude, they're yeah, great. Yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I just want to say that there's so many people that are just in the background, not yeah. even in front of the camera. and then, oh, yeah. even the people in front of the camera. There's a lot of extras. Absolutely. background, you know, stuff going on that people don't realize. I was just
0: okay. Okay. So my wife and I were at a screening of At Midnight. Yes, you can touch my hand. We we were at at Wednesday night, and they showed that it was the episode that played last night. Last night was uh, Thursday. Um, Wait, the one with
2: uh, Keegan-Michael Key? No, no, no. The
0: one that they played last night was taped on Wednesday night, because they do the Wednesday and Thursday on Wednesday. Oh, okay. So this was the Thursday night show with um, with, uh, uh, um, Ron, um, damn it.
1: You're just doing the mustache thing. Yeah, mustache. John uh, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, no, no, I community. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, <our> community. Uh, <laughs> that,
1: I thought yeah. I would do it. What is he doing?
0: Supermanly Big mustache. <laughs> Roman. Yeah, no, no, no. Married oh. to Megan Mullally on...
2: I don't know. Oh,
1: oh,
0: oh yeah. The, the guy, the Offerman. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Thank oh, you. Yeah. God, my brain. Okay, so Nick Offerman and uh, Dana Gould and Amy Mann. And the first thing they played was a video of Taylor Swift... Back when she was in junior high... So, like, two years ago. Yeah, like, two years ago. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Really, archival footage. Yeah, yeah. something that she did
0: for, like, a sociology product project. And there she was, being in this little dumb high school movie and you know little little skit thing. And now, and it, it's funny. Even then, the thing was supposed to be a commercial for so and so's coffee or whatever or island drinks. But yet she was girl one, and she was first billed. Oh, <laughs> so even then sweet. she was she commanding. Oh, yeah. But, so yeah, then now she's Taylor Swift. So. It's the,
2: it's the parents that, that drive those kids. Oh yeah, Taylor. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, that's it.
0: So so lots of extra work, lots of music videos. Yeah. Lots of was there a lot of like hanging out and stuff yes. or is it mostly well, just show up? I do was your also thing and do your mind? Well, I'm
1: also a prankster. I always have been. Um, and I I got on a bunch of those shitty dating shows. I would do different characters oh. and be on them. I was on one called Crush. I was on one called Men Are From Mars, and actually that, that one was really funny. I had this boyfriend, like the nicest boyfriend I ever had. Of course, i was such an asshole to him. I tell him, oh my god, I'm getting paid all this money in a limo. Like, come with me to this shoot. And he's like, okay. And he didn't know any of what was happening. So we get there, and the whole thing is, I was an audience plant. And it was, oh my god, the the, the cast that day, it was Kato Kalen, Jason Harvey from The Wonder oh Years. God. It was like all these, like, like wow. Z-listers. And I was an audience <laughs> plant. And then Sybil Shepherd comes out, and she's like, does anyone have any problems with gossip? And like, I raise my hand. And again, I like my, my poor sweet your boyfriend has no idea when this no. is like 1998 what, <laughs> what I'm up to. So I raise my hand and Sybil comes over and I'm like, yeah, you know, I have this really bad problem. This is my boyfriend, Peter. And before we got together, he was a total slut. And she goes, <laughs> what? And I'm like, yeah. And so every time we're at the club, all the girls are like, I've been with your man. And like, now I have to deal with it. And he looks over and he's like, I'm going to fucking, you know, his face was just <laughs> like, white. oh my God. And then Civil Shepherd, he's like a giant, like puts her finger in his chest. He's like, how could you do that, Peter? How could you do that to Lenora? And he didn't know what to do. He's on the spot, you know, live cameras in his face. He's like. I had a life before her, like I didn't know what to say, you know. <laughs> so, Like, anyway, so I think this is like the funniest thing ever. And then at whatever that'll that'll happen. And then so you then, broke up. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> <then> he, <laughs> then, no here's the thing. He, he's like, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, he's like, all right, I'm gonna get back at you or whatever. And then we go on this show, Crush, where I the the point of that show was there was me and like three other girls, and one of us was supposed to have a crush on Peter, and so I had to be like an asshole and be like, I have the biggest crush on Peter. He's so cool. And like, we want a trip to Mexico or whatever. So I did a bunch of these like stupid shows. And actually, I did what a couple years ago called my ghost story with my friend Justin Pearson. And I've seen that. Um, one. Yeah. yeah, so I was on that show. We, we we went on, and I said that I was chased by a farting ghost because I wanted <laughs> to get on talk soup so bad. And because my friend my friend was on Jerry Springer, so we're both like, we're both like did
0: to get on talk. Soup. That was like
1: my goal. So I like made up this whole sweet. I'm telling you, if you look up the, if you Google like Lenore Claire Justin Pearson, my ghost story, it's amazing. They cut out the farting ghost, but the so he has alopecia and I have hair extensions, and um, there I'm like I got so scared, all oh, my hair fell out and they actually did okay what's genius about it was they filmed recreations so it was me talking about it then they had me like in my shower and like one of my extensions goes down the drain and I was so scared my hair fell out and then, they, and then they filmed these recreations without me where there's like this girl with like sensible shoes which totally sucked but it's really good it's really funny like I so I, I would never
0: be caught dead in the I would first. never
1: wear like anyone who knows me is like that's, that's not me sensible yeah. kitten heels so anyway I, I do lots of idiot stuff I, I'm a prankster you know oh, yeah. like, I'm, That's always there there's more pranks so, mm-hmm. you know um, so That's yeah so awesome. what was the point? So in
2: your experience you've done so many reality shows and dating yeah. shows and all that stuff how uh, and, and you know this is like you know just give me a general number yeah. and it, and I think I asked Bunny this uh, what percentage of those shows do you think are just 100% fake
1: okay well I'll tell you this what I do as a casting producer is I don't put on anybody who's fake at least for me I can't speak for anybody else um, because especially the nature of what I do, like for example, the show about trans women; those are all real trans women. They're telling mm-hmm. their story, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever the subject matter is. And like my job as casting producer, and my my goal is a person. Like the reason why, I, like on the best days, what I do is I try to find the best and the brightest, most articulate version of whatever archetype it is. Because I give people, and it, this is true, who don't usually who are marginalized and misunderstood a voice. Like for example, when I cast taboo, we did a story on polyamory, and I got two friends of mine who were unbelievable. They're so likable. They're they're so loving. They're attractive. They're smart, and they're not like when you usually see like swingers, them. like right. on HBO, no, or totally. real sex or whatever. Are, right. It's all these
0: troglodytes yeah, that exactly, crawl out from under exactly. a rock and you get no. That's right. It. And you see yeah. the, you Which see actually,
2: these- I was watching the real sex from like 1998 about swingers, and I was like, Ew. yeah, I was cringing. Yeah. That was cringing. It's like, well, there's
1: tits, but other than that, no yeah, boy, yeah. yeah. it's all like that. What's that? That, that video, that ripping and the terror and that guy from the... Yeah, it's yeah. like that. So, anyway, this couple that I know, and they're so fabulous, and so I want people to see them and be like, okay, maybe my thing or not, whatever, but I get it. That's what these people do. And that's that's what I do. So, uh, just again, the nature from the company that I work with, because we really are the best and the biggest, we don't really do, like a, like, that stuff, you know? Also, casting is different than production. Like I find the people. Like for example, mm-hmm. my boss and this other guy that I work with, just, they found Snooky, You know what I mean? Like right, he has this right. great story about how she came in and like when she handed in her paperwork, there was like an orange handprint from herself tanner. Like and he's like this girl's a star, you know? Like so we, we find people and we sort of have to like because what's interesting that I've learned from doing hundreds of interviews over the years is that people don't know. And I'm sure you see this in your what you're doing here too. People don't always know what makes them funny. It's the reading between the lines. It's right, like, finding sure. their stuff. So it's like I kind of go in and like develop that, and I'm not interested in fake. Like honestly, and my boss always says this, and he's right. If you're trying to be on every reality show, we don't want you. That's not what we do. We don't mm-hmm. think we just trying to get famous. We're looking for really interesting characters because reality, when done right, it's it's all character based. So right. yes, there absolutely are shows. It's bullshit, but it's usually production that takes the people and then makes them do weird stuff. At least And at, a lot of
0: those are like the competition shows y- yeah, or, and I don't or the 12 people living in, the, you know, the, the real worlds of the right, world where it's is, like, okay, do they're <laughs> going to do this scenario, go totally, for it, and we'll film totally.
2: it. Totally. And, and that's I, I, I was speaking more towards your past experience because I remember yeah. watching all those dating shows yeah, in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah and for a second I never thought they were real I always thought that well, that they, they were scripted And well and it wasn't scripted
1: stuff. I mean obviously I'm such a I mean whatever They when I did the ghost show oh my god those people were so nice that they, they really thought I legitimately believed this story <laughs> so they were like Acting. no they were they were like they were like that must have been so hard for you I'm so sorry and I'm like I know it was terrible the ghost was farting it was disgusting you know <laughs> I got so traumatized like so at least on that level they
2: you never they, told them
0: that it, it was so. like, no that's <laughs> it no. smelled like the remnants of a Mumford and Sun song right, no, totally
1: right. no, so, so at least those people because the majority of people on that particular show really genuinely believe that these things whether you believe in ghosts or not I'm not going to pass sure, it sure. but like they really believe that these things happen to them so they're treated respectfully as if they went through this terrible ordeal so um, but yeah there's a lot of shows I'm sure it's with a Which wish, to you know? me
0: that sounds much more interesting than watching douchey tat, you know uh, tribal tatted dudes go bro bro there's a ghost bro yeah exactly much more interesting than that
1: yeah But they were very nice to me. That's cool. That's cool. That's pretty cool.
0: So so basically, you got out of high school at fifteen, and then you just went right into showbiz in yeah, various
1: forms, yeah. and, and
2: in and out, and bu- docking and weaving and blah blah oh, blah. Yeah, blah.
1: yeah. Wow. I did all that, and then I met a. Do
2: you have any Do you have any crazy uh, like uh, party stories? that Brian Singer ever uh, molest you? Or <laughs> oh come no, on, like, <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I, I, I did uh, something
1: people don't a lot of people don't know about me is I used to date. If you guys remember the band uh, Susan the Banshees, I used oh, to date yeah. Steven Severance. So I went to London to be with him. For oh nice. Time. Oh wow. That's, okay, that's a little tidbit. Most people. Don't Wow, that's I've cool. Had, you know, I, there's been a few. I mean, I'm not going to get it into. Well, that's for the book for later on. There's been a few, been a, few, a, few a few questionable but hilarious and hindsight romances. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been an interesting life. It's never been dull. How long, how
0: long were you with, with you with Stephen Sever? Uh,
1: about a year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: What what time period?
1: Uh, sure. I was 19. He was 45. So 1999. No, 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 no. no.
0: I meant what like year? What, oh, what? 1999. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
1: It yeah. uh, must
2: have been interesting. I mean, someone like so post kissed yeah. them
0: for me.
1: Um, yeah, it was the seven years in between when the banshees had their seven year itch period, where they're in between. So he wasn't doing anything with right, them. He right, right, right. Yeah, right. hanging out with young girls. So interesting. Yeah, a lot of weird.
0: You know, like you what, what do like rock stars do? do, what do rock do? stars do. Yeah, that's, yeah uh, so. the life. That's what attracts them. Um. So. So. The stuff you're doing now, you're doing you're doing casting for like a lot of different shows. I'm sure. Yeah, but, yeah. so
1: I, I work for Geron of Fear and Popular Productions, and so he really is the king of reality casting. So the shows come in through there, and then yeah, we I do all, so many shows going on so there, all the time. Is there
0: a team of, of cast? Oh yeah, records? he has oh. a
1: whole a whole crew of people. It's like okay, unbelievable, okay. and he's really it's really genius when you go there because you realize that he's almost cast his office. It's like. You know, we have like you know our, our southern gay is the most southern gay. You know, it's like everybody just kind of represented. Like if someone does like is looking for like sorority type girls, we have these. You know, the sorority. So it's like I guess I fit in as like the weirdo. Person. Right. Where,
2: sure, where, sure. where does the um, the company itself pull from? Like LA casting, like as, any source, kind or, or? Of,
1: we have all kinds of ways. I mean, there's so many methods. Like. I mean, for example, like okay, so I'll, I'll tell you just uh, when I when I was doing I was working with this great team. I work with Calpurnia Adams, who's this amazing legendary uh, trans woman, and a whole bunch of other people on on the trans show. But for example, like we didn't know which city it was going to be in at first, and so if I was to ask you guys like, what do you what city do you think has the biggest trans population? You'd probably say like L. A., San Francisco, New York, but it's actually not. It's actually Chicago. Which oh wow. I found out. Interesting. And one of the things that I found out working on the show was that. Um, you know, uh, uh, Lana Wachowski, who was formerly Larry Wachowski. Oh, Wachowski oh, yes, right? Yes. right? The Matrix. Yep. Um, originally from Chicago. Chicago, yeah. And mm. because she's so cool, she put a lot of money into like, Trans housing developments and stuff like that. People don't realize that. So it's actually oh, wow. become this. There's a great, there's a big trans mecca in Chicago. So, you know, we kind of figured out we started getting all these great applicants from Chicago. So we're like, okay, something about Chicago. We, cool. we don't know that before wow. we come in, you know? And then you kind of do all kinds of weird things. Like, you know, I, I found. This, this is like well, casting tip, I found um, the the one shoe store that sells uh, size eleven to fourteen high heels in Chicago, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, we are you know. So you kind of go in there and you find out. So it's like we weird, weird ways we find stuff. I cast a show um, in New Orleans about burlesque dancers recently. Well, you know what?
2: I never thought about that. The fact that uh, you know trans dyes have bigger feet. No, these so. are transsexuals. Oh, trans- not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Trans people. I don't mean uh, to offend anyone. Oh no, 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 yeah. no there.
0: Um. Yeah, because trans. Yeah, trans people Have start been, off yeah. as a lot often cis men. So those details right. you, you, you yeah. gotta big so, feet. So you, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's
1: what I'm saying. So there's all kinds of weird ways that we find people, and you know, like when I was casting a show in New Orleans, like I was actually on the ground, like living in New Orleans for a month. So.
2: Yeah. I think I think Larry was, uh, the Wachowski brother, was so brave, man. Yeah, Lana. With, Lana the, with his reputation, uh, doing what he did, you know, that's amazing. Yeah, she's yep.
1: amazing. If you see her HRC speech, the human right campaign. Right, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that uh, was pretty, pretty like, moving. everybody cried. So, yeah, it was pretty so moving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think it's so petty. I mean, Jesus, man. Like, you know, this, this is going to, you, you have to be on the right side of a history and, 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 and not be like a bigot. Because in like 50 years, no one's going to care.
1: Hopefully, I'm hoping sooner. I, mean, I feel like in our lifetime, I've seen such change. So yeah, you know. yeah.
2: I mean, we have a long way to go, and it
0: seems like it seems like there's a certain segment of the population that's really digging its heels in. But mm. a lot of them are going to die, and die probably in the next twenty years. So we're not going to have to deal with a lot of this stuff. And 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 teenagers these days don't care. The kids that are in school, the kids that um, I mean, my my son has friends who are he's 15 he's a junior in high school he's got a friend who came out as asexual in ninth grade he's got a friend who is um who identified who was cis male and now identifies as female and and has problems with the family at home not accepting it and so my son goes with him to um uh goes with her rather sorry uh to uh um, Gay straight alliance meetings at the school and stuff, mm-hmm. and both of the kids are kind of in in that in those clubs at school and it's really great that um a lot of the the schools now the the kids don 't care i mean they don 't care what you are they, they or what, you know what you how you identify it, it's it 's so less important to them now so um, it's it's it, the world is changing it's just we're still stuck with the very loud very vocal but fortunately also very old uh, segment of the population who just wants to keep things the way they were uh, back in a time when it was okay to just be white and wealthy and never screw everybody else and so yeah yeah
2: there's a lot of change but of it reality, sounds like <clears throat> it, it sounds
0: like you're doing a lot of work in that positive side of history and stuff, yeah. and that really that really warms my heart that makes me me feel really good about um and uh, i i wasn't I always knew that you were very, very positive. Uh, out there, being out there and, and, and like the shows that you used to work on and things like that but I didn't know quite to what degree so that's, yeah, that's totally great I
1: call uh, it global weirding yeah
0: that's, that's awesome yeah that. yeah that's a good Boy, term that,
2: that, that term is amazing right? global like. weirding
0: yeah that's it's great I so, that.
2: so uh, what? how come you've never tried to do any serious acting or have you have you tried I'm it the worst
1: actress ever I've been in a bunch of films I'm just a terrible terrible actress like I mean I could do like a John Waters movie like I'd be really oh, good yeah, at yeah, yeah. but like no I'm a shit actress like I it's terrible I mean it's funny but like I've actually been in a bunch of like movies and stuff but you Usually playing myself, which is the best because I'm just sure, I'm not you. I'm so I can't be anything else. It's just right. yeah, right, yeah. But you know,
2: so what, what? What advice do you have for for the people that come to L. A. with like stars in their eyes and they think they're going to be famous in six months or whatever?
1: Well, I mean, my advice is to anybody in general is just go with your authentic self. If you love something and you're passionate about it, then it'll people will respond to that. And the other thing is like. You can be super talented, which is obviously important, but really it's like being a nice person you want to work with, that's what gets you through. You know what I mean? It's like I can't tell you how many times that... somebody that I met in one part of my life will remember me because we just got along and they, you know, it's like, just, just be mm-hmm. cool. Like really, it's so simple. Yeah. It's like, do, yeah. what, do what you love. It'll resonate. Um, don't do the thing that you, just because something is like hot for the moment, because that's only of the moment. And if you can carve out a niche for yourself, because that way you're the, you're the trailblazer. It's like when I started trying to like do entertainment stuff, you know, I never was that like thin, blonde thing that everybody wanted and that's when I realized like, alright, I'm just the meest me that I'm going to be. I'm the only one of that and that's what consistently got me working. It was the same thing with like, you know, even like, what I was trying to do with like erotic art and stuff, but like, people weren't really doing that. And now those like everyone's doing like there's Gallery 1988, there's all these pop culture things that honestly, not to like be a dick, but I was kind of the first person to do that, yeah. and it worked really well. And right. it's, I, everyone else has run with it and done their own thing. And I don't, I don't mean you know it's amazing seeing what everyone's done, but like it worked for me because at that moment, not everybody else is doing right. it, and so that's why I got the press that it did. And people like would ask me, they go like, "How'd you get this press?" And it's like, "Cause I'm doing something no one else is doing," you right, know? Like, right. so that's that's the advice is just just do what you love, be an nice person right um, and, and you know what else the other thing too is like every you never know and this is great really great advice is you never know what someone's gonna be tomorrow you know what I mean so talk to everybody and make friends and you know it's like the person like like look at James Gunn right mm-hmm. like he started off with trauma you know what I mm-hmm. mean like how fabulous for him that he's doing all that it's mm-hmm. like you just you know like there's so people who just like they think that they, there's like social climbers or they're trying trying to climb whatever it is and they only want to deal with that top person and they treat everyone like shit who's below them and it's like why would why would you do that you know you you never know just just be nice oh, just yeah. talk to everybody and like you how know m-
0: how many people how many people out there that are big huge names started off as you know a- a, a copy boy, or or totally. a, you know a, a PA, or that,
2: whatever. That's Exactly it. Yeah. And, just, and this is a town, or cool. this is a town where every day uh, stuff like that happens. Like what happened to Jim, James Gunn? You get the right opportunity, yeah. your status rises. At the same time, you'll, you also there's, you see a lot of people that disappear overnight. Yeah. I mean, look, I but, saw
1: I saw him put Lloyd Kaufman did a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy, and I thought that was so cool. Yeah. It was like, there's Lloyd, you know, like James. So it's like that's exactly it. Like yeah. you, you yeah. never know. Yeah. And just you know, just and also like I can't stress. Enough. It's like don't don't kill yourself trying to be whatever is you know the thing of the moment. Like it's just useless. It's just mm-hmm. going to drag you down. Don't give. Also, another thing people want to do is not compare themselves to others. That's the thing. that's in life, whether it's right. of entertainment yeah. or not, it's like you can do that, and you can t- you know it's so miserable when you start to do that. Just be like, you know what? I'm the me me, and maybe I can't do this, but I can do that, and it's just a healthier way to live. Because when we compare, it's
2: so. What inspires you? What 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 makes you? Uh- get you in that creative mood, uh, either music or movies. Honestly, or it's like people.
1: That. I'm fascinated by people. There's nothing stranger more fascinating, weird, and wonderful. Like, I just go outside, and I just talk to people all the time. I don't oh. know if like, it's because my dad was a psychiatrist. People are used to talking to and just talk to me. It's like, I hear these stories, and my mom, like, and when I do casting, it's like, it's sort of rare to get people in a room where you talk to them and ask, like, you guys do this, you're doing this with me now. Right, right, sure. But like, you know, other than maybe like a hairdresser or a psychiatrist or you know, whatever. It's like, I get 30 minutes to an hour when I hear someone's entire, their trauma, their drama they're everything and it's really made me a better person because I'll like be at the bank and someone's taking too long and in the past I'd be like they're so annoying and now I'm like I don't know this person's shit I don't know what they've been through like and now that I hear everybody's yeah. thing I'm way more so honestly I'm, I mean I'm inspired by art a lot of the themes and stuff I work with are sexuality just because it's very Freudian like their sexuality so much defines the way that we see stuff sure but, honestly it's, it's just people I just love talking to people meeting people Constantly inspired, whether it's through art or my writing or whatever medium I'm working in, it's, it's just the people around me.
2: Yeah, I just realized uh, that the, the type of casting that you do has to be interesting. It, it, it does involve uh, inherently does involve people telling their story because they're trying yeah. to sell their themselves. Yeah. And their, their uniqueness and all that stuff, very different from, like, casting a play or a movie. Oh, totally.
1: I mean, like, I cast a season, the one season that Dr. Drew did rehab that was non-celebrities, like, I was on the team that cast that, so we interviewed hundreds of people and they're opening up to us about, you know, literally their trauma and drama, like, what got them to be in such a desperate place that they're trying to do this and you know i that's a very intense story that i i did a series on clowns you know so it's like right. it's like well, you, whatever it is i enter that world for 6 to 8 weeks and i get very intimate with everybody and i have to really dig get to the meat of who they are so um it's been inspiring amazing sometimes I take it home with me that's the thing and very empathetic so like so <laughs> I mean, really like the the drug show is really hard for me because you want to help everybody and it's just not possible
0: so what what kind of stuff do you do to like to like switch off I mean what kind of
1: dog oh dog. <laughs> my dog. <laughs> my dog. I'm like, oh. I mean I just I just broke up with my boyfriend so I used to say boyfriend uh-huh. but um but now it's I, I always have a dog in my life and I just the most relaxing thing for me is just to take my dog around and just Hang out and to animals. You That's ever find true.
2: yourself in a situation where you're like, let's say you're casting a show, mm-hmm. um, it's a specific theme, whatever, and uh, due to whatever happens, happenstance in life, you're maybe in line somewhere or you're talking to someone somewhere, a stranger, or a friend, and you're like, have you ever thought, like, oh, this person would be a good fit for the, uh, oh, for the
1: show? all the time. I've cast Uber drivers, yeah. Absolutely, like there's people. I'm like, sure
2: you got a thick stack of cards. I totally
1: and you just do. Yeah, hand do them out all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I literally, like, I'll be out somewhere and I'll just see somebody who's either like so outrageous or so funny, or they have just got some crazy look, and I'm like, what's your? Like, I'll literally to people go, like, what's your deal? You're amazing. Like, what is this all about, you know? And, like, they'll tell me.
0: When I was doing uh, photography, um, shooting, you know, with live models and, and stuff, I, I can't tell you how many people I just walked up to at a coffee shop and handed them a card and said, you, I like your, I really like your look. I'm yeah. a photographer. Yeah. Um, you know, here's my number. Here's my, my website. Send me an email if you're interested. I'd be happy to, to work with you and, you know, make some art. And, and you know, then- you could get some pictures for Facebook or whatever you yeah. want to do and, and, you know, that's how I met people. And it was a really good way to meet people. And I actually stayed really good friends with a few people that I took taken pictures of.
1: And I bet nine so. times out of ten they said yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, uh, yeah I'm prob-
0: actually, it was more like two times out of ten. but okay. But I still got... It still happened. So right, it was right, still right, good, right. So. Which is amazing. Well, a lot of times I hand out cards and never heard from people. But, you know, that's fine. But, but some of the coolest shots I ever did... I used to have a studio in my garage and some of the coolest stuff I ever did... Um, was just meaning walking up to somebody at a coffee shop and saying, "Hey, I like your look. You know, I, I'd love to photograph you." So,
2: yeah, wasn't Harrison Ford discovered like that out of mm-hmm. nowhere? I don't know. Or well, someplace? I know I don't
0: know that story. I'm sure there is a story like that. Um, I, the story I know is that he was actually work had gone back into working as a as a carpenter on movie sets when he got oh, okay. when he got Han yeah,
2: That's the right one. But
0: he had done Force Ten from Navarone before that, I think. And there was another movie. He was well. He was in. Uh, he was in uh, before Star Wars. He was in uh, um, Ron Howard movie Drag Strip. Fifties music, uh, American Graffiti. Yes, thank you. Oh, right. everyone, everyone was in that movie, right? That's yeah, amazing
1: casting. That you movie, look yeah. at that
0: now, and it's funny. There's a certain segment of that population, or that 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 cast that went to television, and there's a certain segment like Cindy Williams and right. and Ron Howard and those guys. And more than Ron Howard graduated the movies too. But then there's that segment that went into movies: Harrison Ford and Dreyfus and all those guys. You forget that Richard Dreyfus was in American Graffiti. before he right. was yeah. in Jaws. Yeah, before Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So, um. So, are you able to talk about the stuff you're casting now? Or? I'm actually
1: on break right now. Okay. I'm between shows. The last show that I did was a show about people whose life was so, something really crazy must have happened, and they just want to completely start over. So it would be like new job, new city, maybe plastic surgery, new look, whatever that means. Like, just give me a new whatever. Like, my life's so fucked, I'll just take whatever. And so that was... I can't tell like who we interviewed for that show, but it was really intense. Like, imagine if your life is so insane, right, whatever right, right. that you're like, it's almost like what is protection program? Like, right. Just give me a new one. Like, so that was a crazy round of casting.
0: And I guess, well, I mean, I'm going to ask you anyway, but whether you can answer or not, but were you were you through the through the mechanism of the show? Were you yeah. able to successfully? get people on their feet and, and onto well, a so new segment is, do, in their life. Okay, so
1: I do casting, which is a really production. I find the people that I think are the best, and then I put them in front of the producers, and the producers select the final people. Mm. So once I've handed them over, that's the weird thing. It's like, after I go, here you guys go, and my company, we're like, we love these people. We, we don't do production. Oh, okay. So, okay, right, okay. so we just do ca- We just gotcha, casting. Gotcha, you're just with casting. So it agency. is really weird, because sometimes we'll do a show, and it's like, it's... The people that I hand them and that I watch a show and it's the first time I've seen any of it and I don't I'm like I remember when they came in in my office and I love them and they're they like on TV and now they're doing this weird thing and like I have no it's completely that's cool that's cool yeah so it's just as much of a surprise for me.
0: Do you ever stay in touch with some of the people that you've cast and, and yes. come back and say thank you for all the time? This and changed my life. And yeah,
1: and even people that I've interviewed sometimes like I, I made friends with the girl I cast a show called Fangasm on Sci-Fi which is uh-huh. like super comic booky right right you know and like there was one girl that I just we hit it off and she's like I know you from Warren Else, Warren Else always talks like, yeah, some friends of Warren. And then we, like, became friends, and I'm gonna have Thanksgiving in her house now. So it's like, you never know. So who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make an ex boyfriend that way. Maybe I'll cast. I don't think about that. You never know.
2: Hopefully, not in the, end of the show that that you just mentioned. Yeah, every yeah, day. Not, not the, like, I fuck like up my life show.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, do you, does your agency cast other than just for TV, or, or, or? Um,
1: you know, the thing is, my boss is so incredible. Like, he actually is a producer now too. He's de- he, his show is Rich Kids on Be- Beverly Hills on mm-hmm. E. Mm-hmm. So the company is growing so rapidly that. I wouldn't be. Oh, actually, we did do a documentary. We did the EDC documentary, the Electric Daisy Carnival. Carnival. Yeah, Yeah. that was. I didn't work on that, but my my company did. Uh Um, So that was one of our first. So I'm sure we'll do. It's like we're so known for what we do, and like he really is the top. So Uh um, he could do whatever he wants at this point. That's
2: cool. So reality TV is fascinating to me because it's been um, it's been hit for over a decade. You know, and, and people thought when when it first uh, appeared that it was just a fan no well,
1: real world's 20 something years now Yeah, oh, it's so. more well, than it's that it's
2: yeah. more than that yeah. yeah. but, but I'm, I'm saying a decade because um, I think it, it, it really started blowing up um, at the turn of the century yeah it's been 20 years yeah. since
0: 1994 was yeah. the
1: was Cops the f- was a big one Cops was, one of the oh, first yeah, Cops was, was around way right before
0: yeah.
2: that yeah it was basically Cops of the real world um, and yeah. uh what was the other one? Uh, something Road Trip or something? Road trip? Oh, Road Rules. Oh, that right. was yeah. MTV yeah. Road yeah. Yeah. Rules. Yeah, that MTV. was what they,
0: they basically took real world on the road. And they, right. that was two, three years into ro- MTV. And yeah. they had the, the, had the challenge. challenge.
1: Buy music, MTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that was in the nineties. That was in the 90s. Yeah. The reality cash cow. Um, so, uh,
2: well, did you want to ask some more? Oh, I, I'm thinking now of re- old reality shows. I really dug that one MTV reality show, Fear,
1: Oh, that one? I do, yeah. That,
2: I, I think I remember that one as being the first, like, um, horror right. or, you know, like, ghost related reality show. That
0: the only watching. one I ever really got into. I'm not much of a reality person watcher, except for, like, I do like the RuPaul's Drag Race. It's so fun. Some of the competition shows, I mean, I'm not, I'm really not into food competition shows because I think that food should be not a, a competition, you know, butt hurt feeling kind of thing. It should be a good, happy thing, as you can tell by my fabulous physique. Um, <laughs> but uh the one show that I ever got into that I thought was interesting was called Murder in Small Town X. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a Fox property and basically what they did was it's very similar I talked we've talked to Bonnie about this because it was very similar to the way the quest was set up where they took people out of their lives, sequestered them in a town for X number of months. And basically said you're, you're you are to have no contact with the outside world. You're now a person in this town, and everybody in this little town is actors. And and you know you're not going to ever know somebody who actually really lives here, or somebody's an actor, somebody's giving you information for the show. Mm-hmm. But basically, all these people came together and solved. Uh, there was a serial killer in the town, and they had to you know solve the murder. And then unfortunately, the guy who wanted his name was Angel something. He died. He was a fireman, New York City fireman. He died nine eleven. Oh, geez. So this is like in in two thousand, okay. and he won, and then 2011 he like that later. Actually, it was two thousand one, and then later that summer, he wound up dying in nine eleven. Wow. So it was really kind of it's weird horrible. Yeah.
2: So what are, what are some of your horror uh, favorite horror movies?
1: I always say the best horror movie is Idiocracy because Idiocracy uh. is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know,
2: you know that's that's <laughs> the very, terrifying. That's, that's an awesome observation because <laughs> I was watching that movie, and although I was laughing at first. It dawned on me. We're so there already. Well, now that we are, it, it was there. It was, was like a is what film. ten years old now, about
0: yeah. 10, 10, yeah. 12 years old now. Yeah. And it's really, it's really here. It's really <laughs> happening. It's very scary. What was the, um, what was the scariest horror of all that, 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 awesome. that Sue said? The scariest horror of all was Twilight, because this this thing that these teenage girls well, get obsessed over Twilight. these books and movies. That teach them that being in an abusive relationship is not only acceptable but something to seek out. And oh, is that, that what the, That's I've, I've, I've the great. Really well, it's all about abuse. I mean, these characters and oh. the, the male characters in, in Twilight in the, in the are horribly yeah. abusive to the women, the female characters. They're all fighting over her, and and these choices that she has to make are really horrible um, choices. And it's just this. It's really awful. And and yeah. And so that that you think. Okay, teenage girl, fluff, quote-unquote, teen horror, but really, when you think about it from a sociological perspective, or a societal perspective, or a feminism perspective, mm. it really is the greatest horror movie you could ever mm. make. It really is the greatest. Well, Ginger can
1: Snaps was good for that, too.
0: Well, Ginger Snaps was was actually really good, legitimate horror. I like that movie. And, you know, yeah. Who would Canadian have thought
2: something so shallow would be so like yeah. twilight oh yeah twilight <laughs> yeah, but no, not not.
0: In, not intended to be though yeah. that's the thing is the way the writer's perspective where she was coming from apparently was from this really kind of um, not not overly progressive place and hmm. and all these people follow it so blindly and so passionately not realizing that they're following this thing that really puts the you know women's feminine women's rights and feminism in reverse gear and it's really unfortunate so so
2: many books throughout history that um have been you know number one hits and whatever that are oh sure controversial and, and detrimental to people iron Rand, like, for, example. for example yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't <get> <laughs> yeah don't get me started
0: so but keeping it positive um what what do you what do you uh what do you consume what like <laughs> media
1: Oh, if you look like on my <laughs> shelf, I'm pretty much, I, I, I love the John Waters, James Elroy. Oh, yeah,
2: there you go. I can see John Waters. Waters stuff right there, that's awesome. Yeah, about. I mean, I... Abuse your illustrations, yeah, I mean, Generation hats. Like,
1: yeah, well, that's all. That's my friend Richard Metzger, who now does Dangerous Minds. Back in the day, Disinfo was his company, and those are all his books that I grew up reading. Um, you know, I, I love really all that kind of stuff. I Films, I watch a lot of documentaries, um... Like constantly on Netflix. Oh, you've
0: got bitch on your show? That's oh yeah, of good and yeah. fetish and yeah, this is yeah, cool. yeah. Oh, midnight movies. Yeah, that's yeah, good. You know, that's all that, good. All that kind of stuff. You know? So I mean, are you are you? So those are like books about media, like books about media, about about media concepts and yes. And
1: but then I also like books like Malcolm Gladwell's Tipping Point. I okay. think he's really interesting. So I'll read stuff like that. Um, I even <laughs> said I read a lot of a lot of biographies as well. Have, again, you ever,
2: have you ever read anything by uh, Elmore Leonard?
1: You know what? I have, but it's it's fun that you say that. I'm more for whatever reason. I've taken more to Elroy mm-hmm. just as far as like you and know, crime stuff. Yeah, yeah, I really love it. Um, just if you ever read, he has a book that blew my mind called My Dark Places, mm-hmm. which is you know his mother was murdered around the same year as The Black Dahlia. He was a little boy yeah. when it happened, yeah, he and tells that story. Yeah, and it's so fascinating. And I just it's you know it's 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 tender, but it's dark because he's like revisiting his mother's crime, but she didn't really know her that well, and he's, like, holding the pantyhose she was strangled with, but yet, this is his mother, and he's finding out things about her that he never knew, but as a crime writer, he's, like, opening this case, but that's still his mother, and, like, wow. to me, there's so many layers of wow. really intense, and, like, stuff like that, you, like, stories like that you can't make up, you right, know, it's a real right. story. Sure. So, you know, stuff like that, I definitely, I...
2: Yeah, he's definitely been, like, uh, what I would say, like, crest-falling more than once in life. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. tells a story of where, when he came to L.A. and how he ended up, like, um... Like sleeping in a car, and I think yeah. if I remember correctly, he ended up like sleeping with this um, random woman in like Santa Monica, and it was like well, a he crazy. He was a, he crazy was a creep.
1: He used to like look yeah. through people. He's a peeper, and oh, like, wow. he was like he was like yeah. He talks about it. He's very honest. He's mm-hmm. like I was like a total. I was on you know <laughs> like on uppers, like looking through, panty sniffing, and looking through windows. Wow, and like, it's really See, like, a lot
2: of writers just the American, very uh, yeah. very passionate <laughs> lives. Writers yeah. like to experience what they write about.
1: So. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's this one other writer, Tony O'Neill, that I like a lot right now. He's actually, um, oh god, the, Jerry Stahl's protege, and he he. It was weird. Like he used to play. He was British. He used to play music with Mark Almond from Soft Cell, and then and, and mm-hmm. like all these other bands. But then he like became a heroin addict, and he has this really great book, very gritty LA stuff, written for British persons. For it's it's really gritty LA, which I, I don't know. I, just, I love the city. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah.
0: It. There's a lot to love about LA. Absolutely. A lot of, a lot of really. Um, really uh, difficult history in this city. That's fair. Lots right. of struggle. Yeah. And and yes, there's struggle everywhere and obviously there there are struggles that many would probably perceive as quote unquote more important um, but still struggle nonetheless.
1: Yeah, people can watch Chinatown. Oh, you sure. Know, it's sure, all
0: sure. There yeah. sure, sure. History, yeah. You know, talking,
2: going with the theme of L.A. Uh, in the media, Nightcrawler, crawlers movie that's out right now. Mm-hmm. It's about L.A., I haven't seen it yet, though. And it's a fascinating film. So.
1: Yeah.
2: It, it just, it, it really shook me up. It's one of those movies that, um, uh, I was, I was laughing when I wasn't supposed to. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's so shocking that it makes okay. you laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's It's amazing.
0: So what are you what are you so you're reading about that now? What are I mean I everything?
1: read every, I read everything. Okay. Yeah. Are
0: you are you watching anything now or are any movies that you're are really capturing your interest right now or
1: the so last movie I saw that blew my mind is a movie called Tokyo Tribe, which I saw at um it's the, the El Rey Network, which is Robert Rodriguez's mm-hmm. Network mm-hmm. Warner mm-hmm. Film Festival, and it was yeah. their first it was the first time this film was shown in North America and it's um I like a lot of Japanese film. It's the guy who's a contemporary of Takashi Miike, I forget his name right now, and it's a Japanese exploitation hip-hop musical that's wow. kind of like about gangs. So it's kind of like I said, like the Warriors meets Wu-Tang, if that makes <laughs> sense. And it's unbelievable. Visually, the most amazing thing I've seen. It's wow. like, It was so exciting. And like mm-hmm. the music and the energy and it was like it, like a true exploitation film, but like fabulous and... It had the girl from Audition in it, if you've seen that movie, and then the guy who was the head of the Human Centipede was in it too. Oh wow! And then this guy who I've seen in a lot of Takashi movies, and it was just like I've never seen anything like it. And it, it like again from the visuals to the music to the energy, the whole thing It just it's its own genre that like, button blew me away. Cool. Um, that mm. was that was really great. And then I'm sort of late to the game, but and I was taking care of my dog, it was Max, an and I just started watching Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Oh, okay. No i right. really right. to that one. All right. right. This is where I need. Yeah. Now, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. That's what Netflix is for. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen
2: that show, but I know that Brian Warner plays a character yeah.
0: in it. Yeah.
1: That's, I guess, in the new season. I'm not quite there yet. Yep, been- M.M. is
0: in there.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah it's um, interesting you mentioned Takashi Miike because he, he was one of my uh, biggest influences when I was growing up. I watched uh, Visitor Q. Yeah. Uh, I think a friend was trying to play a prank on me. Yeah, you mentioned that. Like, before. oh, check it out. And I I popped it in and I didn't ex- I was like very uh, shocked by what I was watching, but I ended up like becoming addicted and I, I, yeah. I bought Gozu without which is watching great. it. Yeah, I which saw premiere of that. And I started buying like, you know, each of the killer and all, and all these out. movies. Mm. Uh, he has a few about uh, yakuza. Yeah. Mm. yeah. is okay. one of them, but he has another one uh, that's more dramatic about this yakuza guy that gets exiled. He's an amazing cool. filmmaker. Yeah, he yeah, cool. really
1: is. I, yeah, it's just funny. That it was like, speaking of that, there was a Yakuza run after hours around here. And like, I'm square. I don't even drink. But I would right. go to it just so I could like watch like the Yakuza guys in Iraq. Wow. Like that thing. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean by people. Like, I just love being in a weird environment, just watching people just do their thing. Like, that's everything to me.
0: Back in the, back in the 1900s when I was living in Denver, um, as a teenager, one of our favorite things to do, this is back way before anybody ever thought anything about, you know, airline terrorism in the America... We used to just go to... We'd go park out at the airport. We'd pay the $3 to park all day at the airport. We would just go walk into the terminal, sit down, and you couldn't go past a certain point to the gate, but, um we just sit down and just watch people. And we would just sit and watch people all day long. Yeah, that's... It was great. And you could smoke in the airport, you know, and <laughs> oh, you know, in sit in a coffee that. shop. Oh, this is back in the... Yeah. I'm a little, you know, I've am you know, been around the, the block a few times. Back when you could smoke in airports, when you could smoke in hospitals, restaurants, airplanes, you name it, you could you could smoke anywhere.
2: Me and my mom had this uh, awesome game when I was little, and we used to uh, sit in the park and look at people and try to make up their story. Try, to try and figure out how they got... There in front of us, it's like that. where they were going. It it's like that cool. scene
0: with Olivia and Stewie on Family Guy. The, they are in the park and talking about all the different people the Jewish cowboy guy and the Asian businessman. Kind
2: of like that. We yeah. used make
0: fun of everyone. See, I have
1: a name for that. Like people used to call it like Mad Libs, they call it Rad Libs. Oh. And that's when I like make fill in the blanks about your life. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's
0: fun. That's cool. So, um. Go ahead, and uh, we're we're approaching an hour here. Uh, okay. Plug yourself. Tell where can people oh, find right. you. Okay. we'll we'll put up links in the blog yeah. post and um, pictures of anything you want to put sure, up.
1: And, sure, uh, um, My website is lenoraclaire.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever social media you're on probably on there under my name, Lenora Claire. Um, like I said, currently, like, I'll start whatever show I do next, but I'm always casting something, I've always got some art something, <laughs> I, I, I do on and off my own podcast called The Obscenesters, so if people want to find, I interview Elvira, whatever, people like that, um, you know, I'm always, who knows, sometimes I do comedy too, so whatever, cool. yeah, people. Are you
0: still, is The Stars still in, in? I was in... doing
1: it on T-Radio V for about a year, and now I'm trying to take it somewhere else, um so we'll we'll see i'll find the right home for it because where i had it was uh, not the right home okay
0: so, all right, <laughs> yeah all right, all right cool yeah we kind of went the do-it-yourself route we're not really uh, which is great right, right. You, you route, yeah. not we're bullshit. not necessarily hitching our wagon to anyone else's star yeah but, uh, you nice know, who knows maybe we'll be uh, somewhere else at some point but for right now um so okay so that's a good place to find you and yeah. um are uh, are you getting any art shows coming up or any other you know, stuff like that? Coming there is up, a or? show
1: that I really want to do called Court Jesters, which features sketch art from celebrity trials. I'm really fascinated <laughs> with it. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm dealing that with the woman who's like, awesome. yeah, and so I want to really present that because it is it's the intersection of and a lot of those sketch artists actually have fashion backgrounds. A lot of fashion illustrators. Oh yeah. Like my favorite one, this one woman, she's a very famous uh, illustration of Lindsay Lohan when she was arrested and she has her hands cuffed behind her and her Louboutins in the air. And it's so fabulous, but it's a crime. <laughs> so fashion and so <laughs> I'm just like you know so that's that I'm working on that and then there's another show that I always wanted to do because growing up here I was you know just friends with cholas we would ditch PE pluck our eyebrows together goth makeup is chola makeup and so I wanted to do a show called Me Vita Local which is LA artists doing art about cholas wow
0: that okay. sounds cool but
1: you'd have to consent to a chola makeover before you came in to the gallery and you're not allowed brilliant. to come in brilliant brilliant so, you know it's like I, I wanted that's my, like my, my, my ode to really like if you watch Me Vida Loca, like I mean, yes, these women are complicated, but there's a strong women's female empowerment. It's kind um, of yeah, a good message. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. if I had a daughter, I'd much rather she'd, like, watch that movie than, like, most of the stuff, like, little yeah, girls yeah, are yeah, forced yeah. fed today, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. Well,
2: I'm well, just, trying to find the, uh, what you mentioned um, about the jester uh, the, the, the stuff. Oh, the court jesters, court yeah. Court jesters. Reminded me of this one crime photographer. uh Ouija yeah I love Luigi I yeah. was trying to find his name yeah. but he's one of my favorite photographers I have, I have a couple of his books over there yeah I love oh, him that, he, that guy's amazing he's yeah. so inspiring what he did I mean it's crazy like yeah. if you think about it before tabloids Yeah, I That's went to funny. a club once
0: I want to say it was oh, where was it it was somewhere out around the perimeter of LA somewhere way, way out like you know Long Beach or somewhere up north but I went with a friend and we went to this club and it was very very early and it was a very very small club we wound up standing in line with some this guy. There was these total goth people, and this guy was really young. He was like in his early twenties, I and mean, he basically was a goth who went to art school, learned how learned photography, and was a police crime scene photographer. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and he was delighted in taking pictures of all the leftovers of horror, horrific yeah. events, yeah. and for you know for his job, and that's what he did, mm. and that's what you know. He worked for the coroner's office or wherever. A lot of
2: goths have a fa- fascination with anatomy. I have a, yeah. I had
0: another goth goth friend who became a phlebotomist.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm right a there. vampire
0: for a living. I get to suck people's blood. One of, my, one of
2: my best buddies from high school, um, he became an, an embalmer. Fascinating, yeah. yeah, like yeah. 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 He was impervious to the smells and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, about, you have to him. be. Yeah.
0: You have to be. You get used to that, so yeah. eventually, but...
1: For me, because my dad was a doctor, my mother and stepmother were nurses, so it was just sort of such a medical family. Oh okay, so right, that was yeah, right. Like, yeah, my mom was a nurse too. I, there you go. So you yeah, get it. Like yeah. my dad, his prized possession was he had this X-ray of a guy he put a Skippy peanut butter jar up his ass, <laughs> and he would like <laughs> And then he had a kidney stone museum that he would show. Wow. Like, so I just grew up with like medical. So that's why I was like, again, it didn't. This is no. I just this, saw you, the
2: documentary of the uh, the guy that collects penises on Netflix. Oh, oh, yeah, how's yeah. What uh, that? He was he was he had one last um, item that he needed for 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 a Complete collection. That was a human penis, and the whole documentary focuses on these two guys that are fighting to get their penises to the to the guy first. And uh, it's so bizarre when like, they die, or or not before them. This, so the is, American, it,
1: is, it, is it penises or peni? Is that the, how, is that
2: <laughs> I, either one? I guess I don't know. Either one. A, I think. Pe, I think peni is fun, more yeah, fun to say, a, yeah. you know, funner. Peni. Um, you know, but but yeah, yeah it was like a like a, um Icelandic guy and an American guy, and the American guy was all gun ho, and he was he, he wanted to like you know frame it properly and he gave it a name and he was thinking about um what do you call it? Uh, I forget the name I Ticonderoga something yeah, big he's American yeah, so it's gonna be a big right name now.
0: like Gilgamesh right, sure. Ticonderoga sorry, sure. this,
2: this guy wanted to cut it off before he died just so he could beat the other guy and he went as far as to like uh, tattoo the American flag on his penis head
1: sure um, there was a there yeah. was a guy wow. who came on. I was casting a, a tattoo <laughs> show, yeah. Yeah. and the guy wanted to get a tattoo of a barber pole on his penis. <laughs> I don't know. Now, but,
0: if he could make it spin and make the right, lines know, move, now, that's like, talent. That,
1: that's what I mean. That's the kind of thing where someone you know, you come in, you do the interview, and I'm like, so what? Would you, what would you like for this tattoo show? And it's like barber pole and penis. Like uh, so, you know, it's like wow. yeah, you never know. That's, that's crazy.
0: crazy. No thanks. I have my fair share of tattoos. Like, whose fantasy is that? Not not He was a he was barber, joke. so that was his oh, there you go. Yeah. So there you go hopefully he was more of a Seville type and less of a Sweeney Todd but. there you go Good <laughs> well we're about in an hour uh, Lenora. I can't thank you enough this yeah, has been great talking to coming. you and uh, as usual um, please uh, li- uh, oh we
2: can do the recommendations yeah
0: oh recommendations sure oh I've got ahead of myself sorry everyone recommendations so you recommended uh, those books and the movies and we'll, we'll definitely put links to the recommendations on That's our fabulous. recommendations part what okay. do you got this week Ash
2: uh Wow! Come on, come on! You mentioned it. (laughs) I know. I I don't have anything. Well, I do. I do. Actually, I have this. There's this band. uh, This New York-based band. They're not together anymore. They put out just like an EP and an LP. But their name's the Depreciation Guild. Oh yeah, I've got some of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Good stuff. Yeah. I told you about them. They're they're amazing. They 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 mix shoegaze with like um, uh, chip tunes and and, and yeah yeah yeah.
0: Kind of a low low yeah like yeah eight bit. Shoegaze rock. Good stuff. Yeah.
2: If you like that sort of music, it's like, you know, just forget the world and just All this, There's
0: all, been all these great shoegaze bands in L.A. like Slow Dive and Lowe played. Yeah. Right. Well, Slow Dive played two nights. Lowe did the sec- first night but didn't open on the second night. I missed him. Um, yeah, they, I don't know what happened, but uh, uh, Howard, previous guest of ours, um, well, Lisa, our friend, went Yay. the first night. Howard went the second night and was really disappointed that Lowe didn't open for... Uh, slow dive. So, but yeah, if you go out there, go to Wikipedia, look up the slow dive music, or not slow dive, the, the uh, shoegaze music genre, and you'll find a whole wealth of wonderful yeah. uh, uh, sonic driven, mopey music that's if, wonderful. If you're delightful. an audiophile, it'll blow your mind. You oh, yeah. I have, yeah. I have two, Wear headphones and turn it I out loud. have two movies I want to recommend. Go for it.
2: Uh, one is um, titled Coherence. Coherence, yeah. And um, it's like a trippy mind-bending movie, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to ruin it, but the second one's Nightcrawler, uh-huh. we talked about it, but I really yep. want to recommend it, I think it's uh, one of those movies that's like an instant cult classic, so check it out, it's fun.
0: Right now I, I have not had any time to go to the movies, I've been spending a lot of weekends out, uh, and so, but, and I haven't even really been listening to music either. I've been listening to podcasts, but... um the one thing we have gotten into, i just gotten into Hannibal. You were late to the game with Sons of Anarchy, and I'm late to the game with Hannibal, but we just started watching season one of Hannibal. We're four episodes in, and oh my god, the music, the direction, the, the, the production design, the acting, the directing, the writing, everything, it's just a phenomenally
2: good... Show watching that show, I always wonder how can NBC get away with? Showing I so know, much I couldn't. More? We
0: still keep looking, and my wife and yeah. I still keep looking at ourselves, saying, "I can't believe this is an NBC show." We are creeped the fuck out by a network yeah. primetime network show. Every episode wow. has
2: exploded bodies and all this crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy. Well, I think. Walking Dead
1: yeah, yeah, set the it. tone
0: yeah. for television and America's always been a lot more lax on violent ma- imagery. It's sex than, it's like than sex.
1: sex. And Breaking Bad when your yeah. face was bl- like oh, that yeah. was like when I saw that I was just like
2: Yeah. Fuck. I yeah. felt that one. Yeah, yeah. that was, yeah. I
1: mean that stays with you forever, doesn't it? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it's crazy stuff. So, uh, those are our recommendations for the week. Uh, please uh, follow us on Twitter, like our Facebook page. Uh, go on to iTunes, write a review, and subscribe. We found out that we can get uh, viewers, you know, get uh, stats and, and bump-ups the lists, even though we're way down the thousands of podcasts. But uh, subscribe on iTunes if you can. Keep listening. Keep, uh, you people in, uh, in, in Europe and Asia and all points outside of America, please keep listening. Please tell your friends. Please. <laughs> and please provide us feedback. Uh, you know, you can hit us up in any of those places, Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. Say hello to the NSA when you write us. And please remember, always, please be kind. The Something Something Experience podcast was conceived and produced by Ash Jones and Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. You can find us online as Something2XP on iTunes, WordPress, and YouTube. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Email
1: Something2XP at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.